1: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully. Hi there, and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles, episode 34. You're with Mick Shepherd as always, and today I'm joined by Lisa. Hi, Mick. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Um, In the typical adoption triangle, we've got adopted people, uh, adoptive parents, and uh, birth parents. Whereabouts do you fit into the adoption triangle?
1: Um, I am an adoptee. Right. I was adopted, but I was adopted twice.
0: Right. So that's, (laughs) uh, that sounds interesting. So where, how does all that work?
1: Okay. My, I don't call her my biological mother purely for the fact, and this is just my take on it. She's not a mother to me. Um, and so I don't view her as so. Right. I she was an incubator, yep. but she was still biologically, you know, connected to me. Right. Um, when she gave me up for adoption, she'd only spent an hour with me after I was born. Um, I was put up for adoption and adopted by a family with four other natural children of theirs.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and sadly, the mother died. Of cancer six oh, months on. It is a shame. So, yeah. So youth and community thought it was too much for one man to handle for five children, including me. Yep. Um, so because I was the last one and the adopted one, they took me away and I was put back up for adoption again. Wow. Um, and very quickly I was giving to my parents that are still alive and well today at the rare old age of ninety and ninety-two. Wow. So yeah, but um, grew up with them and and two old an older sister and an older brother, yep. um, who I yep. love dearly, and um, we're very close. Um, but mum and dad had a very unusual job. Right. <laughs> um, what did the they job do? That they did. Yeah. They were actually um, they worked for the government in what was back then called group home for boys. Right. Um, but they actually, which was boys that had, you know, gone away from the law or, you know, um, bad parenting, the, you know, youth and community had to go in and take the child out of that because of dangerous circumstances. Right. And, so like a, and that sort of thing.
0: Like a boys' home, like a detention type yeah. centre or?
1: Yep, yep. Absolutely. Some of them were, um, and that's how mum and dad started. But then towards when they got me, dad thought it was a great idea to have boys and girls that were compatible. So they ended up with 12 boys, 12 girls plus me. Wow. (laughs) And we all lived together in... um, in a little place called Renwick in Middigong, which right. is down on the Southern Highlands in New South. Um, yeah, and so back in so the 70s and the 80s, it was amazing.
0: I can imagine. So I guess 12 boys and 12 girls, that's the Brady Bunch on steroids, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> we were. Yes, we were. But to mum and dad's credit, they never, ever had one absconder or one run wow. away, sorry. Um, and I think they still hold the record of that from memory. Um, and we used to just walk down from from our cottage, yeah, because we had boys up one end, girls the other, and we had like a little flat in the middle. Yep. So there was no, you know, no shenanigans going on during the night time, sort of thing. Yep. Um, but we used to all all twenty five of us, um, plus mum and dad, we'd get up of a weekend and we'd catch the train down to Sydney. Yep. Um, we'd, we'd go to Luna Park, we'd go to the zoo, we'd go to, you know, the Royal Easter show. Wow. Um, it was just amazing. Yeah, all paid for by, you know, the government because yeah, that yeah. was the trust, I think, that mum and yeah. dad had between them and the children that we had in that cottage. It was just amazing. Yeah. And it was like, as I said, yeah, just like one big family.
0: Wow. So... Doesn't sound like it was maximum security then.
1: No, nearly went that way, though. Um, Mum and Dad were offered a maximum security place um, up in Gosford called Katingle, Mount Katingle. Right. Um, So, yeah, and then at the last minute, um, I think it was closed down for a time. I don't think it's open anymore. No, I think the one I'm thinking
0: of is at Carrion, the boys' home up there. But, yeah, that's that's no longer uh, that facility.
1: Yeah. I Look, honestly, my personal opinion, they should open them damn places back up and put these little turds that are growing up instead <laughs> <laughs> of stabbing everybody and, and just, I mean, the kids that today have just got no conscience and no, no consequence for their actions.
0: Yeah. And um, I, I, when I was, because I'm from Gosford myself, and we used to play mm-hmm. indoor cricket against the boys from Carryong. Um, so they'd come yep. down in the minibus and that was part of their outlet was sport and it was obviously sure. uh, under supervision. But yep. the But uh, we never had real major problems with them. They were fun and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they needed an outlet just like the rest of us. But, um, oh, absolutely. Obviously and during the week on... they were taken yeah. away.
1: Well, it's. I mean, some of the kids, I know the kids in our cottage in Lyndon most of them used to go to the local state schools right so when i was going to primary school some of the smaller kids would come to, with me to the primary school right um and some of them went to barrel high school at the local high school so but the other ones that were um had a bit more of a record should yep. i say yeah um they would go to um Their own special school within the confines of Renwick itself, right? So, which was called Turnbong School, and they went to that. And there was, I wouldn't say guards, but there was more youth workers. There was more, you know, more security and more supervision, overseeing absolutely for them. And they could sort of learn there without having, you know, to be mixed with the town kids. Yeah. So it was. it was segregated, yes, but it was segregated for a reason.
0: Mm, absolutely. And they were still well-educated, which is um, really important.
1: For sure, yeah, especially when it came to manners and consciousness, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, I know my experience, mum and dad still have contact with some kids yep. and they've had thousands of kids through their care. Yeah, right. Um, at 25 at a time.
0: So yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know um yeah no it was amazing but um being adopted i learned at a very early age that i was adopted yep um and i think that helped even the the children that had sort of been taken away from their families because of alcoholism drugs or abuse or whatever yep They could come to talk to me about their experiences because it was widely known that i was adopted
0: right did you um were you told any particular reason why you were adopted or you were just a, you adopted and, and that was pretty much Um, it?
1: I think I was told that from memory I was told that my, my biological um, mother yep. <laughs> was um, too young to be right. able to have me. Yep. Um, and, you know, my grandmother she used to say to me, everything happens for a reason, Lisa. Yeah. So... I sort of, yeah, it was just, it was before I went to school. So I would have been four, five at the time. Okay. Um, I remember being told that I was adopted and I was like, okay, no worries. Yep. And I, I went, it Did, was just such a, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you think much about it as you, when you were a kid? Like um, obviously when we're younger than 10, our imaginations run fairly rampant. Did you ever wonder what, life may have been like or did you ever imagine anything like that
1: to be quite honest no um having 25 other children to play with that some of them came from horrific backgrounds yeah um the last thing you're thinking about was where you came from yeah i loved you know my hero is my dad yeah and my hero is also my mother um, purely for the fact they could handle any situation, be it with kids, two kids or 25. Yeah. Um, and I never really, I had more empathy for the kids that had, or oh, sorry, for the children. I hate calling them kids. Yeah. I had more empathy even at that age for the children that had come from domestic abuse and yeah. from alcohols and and things like that it was just horrific so the last it wasn't until i was basically a teenager that i started to really think about it um and it sort of upset me to a degree but not enough to really you know dwell on it too yeah. much yep. um because i was too happy yeah i thought maybe yep. one day when i was ready to have children or anything from a medical side of view um then i would look into it Mm -hmm. um which i did um and that's yeah it wasn't until i actually fell pregnant and then i because i had a veto on my name
0: oh okay um, which
1: i only did um because it was quicker to have a veto put on your name than it was to have it put off when they first came on.
0: Right, okay. So and how old were your roundabouts when the laws changed so that the records you could start looking?
1: Um, I would have been about 19, 18, 19, because I was just getting ready to go over to America right. um, with Australian hockey. And we were doing a tour over there and okay. um, I just wanted to get my visa done and my passport and everything else. And the bloke said, oh, no, we can't, because I only had an abstract birth certificate. Oh. And they said, no, we need the original. So I rang up birth deaths, and marriages, and this person on the other end of the phone said to me, oh, I can tell you who your birth mother is. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, no, that won't be good. <laughs> Let's just, <laughs> I don't really want to get into that with you right now. Yeah. I just want my visa. So he had the amended certificate done and sent to me. So yeah, it was um, quite eye-opening. But it wasn't until a few years later that she made contact with me because I took went back from America, which was only a few months.
0: Right. But um, you you took the veto off. You just broke up their touch.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I took the veto off when right. I came back from right. America. Yeah. Um, yep. and it was a few years later that um she got in contact with me.
0: Right.
1: And said that she wanted to meet. Oh, sorry. Said that she just wanted to do things slowly over time. So. Yep. It was,
0: so, how did you um feel when you got that bit of news?
1: Um, a mixture, really, of okay, A, does she want anything? Yep. And B, as long as it doesn't hurt mum and dad. Yeah. You know, I was more about protecting them than I was myself. Yep. Yep. I, yeah.
0: Did you talk to to your your parents about it at the time?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, They were more than happy for me to go and for her to... to meet them. Um yep. they were more than happy for that. Um but they didn't really want to to be involved right. in that process, which okay. I totally get. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. So how did things start out? Um they started out slowly? Did they start out as slowly as um as was the plan? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, there was a couple of years of um I don't like writing letters and I at the time I had two young boys raising two young boys and running two restaurants as as well right um so I didn't really have the yeah I was didn't have the time to be writing letters so instead of that I would call every couple of weeks and she would call me and I actually got on better with her mother right um than I did with her but still um and then when we decided my husband and I were going to move to Perth um, that's when she said, oh, do you mind if I come up and, and meet you face-to-face? Right. And I thought, oh, okay.
0: Was she <laughs> was close by? Like, what, does she no, live nearby? No, she lived in Sydney. Right.
1: Um, and I was on the Gold Coast. Oh, ah, okay. So, yeah, um, they flew up to the Gold Coast and, and spent a weekend um, in the Gold Coast. Yep. And we'd already packed everything up in a container ship and sent it over to Perth. We were staying with friends. Yep. Um, Yep. But I didn't really want to have my boys running like six and eight at the time. Right. I wasn't real keen on them sort of getting involved in the whole situation to start with. I thought I'll give it a day or two.
0: Yeah.
1: First and see what they're like. Um, And then... I think it was only on the last day we spent a couple of hours down the beach with my boys, my husband, and her and her son and her husband. Yep. Um, yeah.
0: So, how was the first meeting? How did that? Um, how did that unfold?
1: Um, it was very emotional for her. Yep. Um, she kept saying to me, "You know, all she ever did, and she only spent an hour with me, so." It would, you Know, but she kept saying, Oh, I used to stroke your face and um and kiss you and and just hold you. And and she said, And then that was it, right? I said, Oh, right. that's that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I thought she was leading up to something, and she yeah. said, Oh, no, I only spent an hour with you. And I'm like, Oh, okay, that's that's nice, right? So, yeah, but she was very emotional, and I mean, I was at the start too, you sort of get drawn into that and yeah. it is yeah. sad because I did feel a lot of empathy and sadness for her having to give me up. Yeah. So, you know, I did feel bad for her. Yep. Um, but, yeah, as time things, as, you know, things went on, she would send presents for my boy's birthday and yep. and she got really offended um, when I had photos of the boys and they were never wearing the clothes that she would send. Oh, and I said to her, Look, I'm, I, I'm really sorry, but I don't mean to offend you, but they won't. They don't like the clothes that you wear, or that you send. Right. You know, um, maybe gift cards would be better, or, you know, yeah. and I tried to give her some constructive feedback, you know. Yeah. And she just lost it and said, Oh, well, that's it. I'm not sending anymore. Okay. So she wouldn't send the right. books anymore.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Did so she, that was interesting.
0: Did she tell you? The circumstances that led to your adoption.
1: Yes, um, she said that she, her family were apparently Sydney socialites, or okay. in that scene,
0: yeah,
1: um, and she had fallen pregnant to somebody that was just a bridge worker.
0: Right. Not Paul Hogan. No,
1: sh- no God no. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that disrespectfully, no. uh, but I don't have blue eyes.
0: Right. Um, okay.
1: No, no, um, no. She apparently he wasn't good enough for the family, or something. Wow. To that. Okay. So yeah, so and they weren't married. So I was, I was definitely to be put up for adoption.
0: Wow.
1: So there was no no if buts or maybe. It was a definite.
0: Yeah. And um, that does seem to be. A, a, common is the wrong term, but it does seem to have been. Uh, a reason that was repeated in around about those years, I think. The, the circumstances oh, around bringing up children had yeah. to be perfect just about um, by the sounds of it. A,
1: it was such a stigma for, mm. for girls that if they fell pregnant before marriage, it yeah. was like a cardinal sin, mm. you know. it was. And I know a lot of girls that um, that had babies out of wedlock and they were nearly birthed out of the family or some work.
0: Yeah.
1: Um purely for the fact they they chose to keep their child instead of giving it up and they were booted out of the family, they were booted out of the town. Um and the the family's reputation would be marred and and it was just it was crazy crazy time. Yeah. You know. Um I mean, what's more beautiful than a, a new baby coming into the world? You would want to love and cherish that baby, not cast aside the mother and the child.
0: Yeah. And it's it's yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. It's just
1: yeah, it's very I I just don't understand that that way of thinking. Um I really don't.
0: Yeah. So
1: but that's just my personal view, you know?
0: Yep. Absolutely. The birds
1: do it, the bees do it, humans do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Um, so how did things progress? With with your birth mother. How did that relationship go? Like I guess the she stopped sending you gifts for the boys. Um but did yeah. you um did you keep in touch and um keep
1: I did. We, yeah, we kept in touch. Um and it was only we only stayed in Perth for four years. We had a I had a, quite a traumatic experience over there yep. um, and I just c- couldn't stay in, in Perth at all anymore. So right. within about four years, we came back to the Gold Coast. Yep. And um, she was, after I'd said that about, you know, the presents that she was sending to the boys, that they were just in a bit of in a, inappropriate really to, in a way. Okay. They were, you know, that my boys were like, oh, wow, she's just wasting money, mum. Like, <laughs>
0: <Yep>. you
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought, well, I had to say something. And I was very nice about it. I wasn't nasty or, or anything like that. Yeah. And after that, she seemed quite cold. Right. And I thought, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. I've obviously offended her in some way, and I'm sorry for that. And yeah. I apologise yeah. many times. Um, and when we did come back to the Gold Coast, I did fly down um, a couple of times to see my parents. Yeah. Um, but I'd always t- tell her and say, look, I'm coming down um would you like me to pop in for a day and twice i actually stayed there for a night yep. Um. Yeah. and just didn't feel comfortable
0: right
1: um i, I didn't feel i was felt um, very welcomed by her husband and by yep. her her other two sons but not
0: by her. Right. That was my next question. If if she had any other children, half brothers, sisters, or were they full? Yes.
1: Yeah, she had two boys um, to the husband that she's with now, Um, and they're both old and grown. They're only a couple of years younger than me. Yep. Um, And one of them is Down syndrome, but that's neither here nor there. Yep. But um, lovely guys, and I got on really well with with them both, Um, and I got on well with her husband but I just felt that she was very cold and awkward towards me. Right. Um, so I didn't know whether it was me feeling that or whether it was actually being portrayed because my husband wanted nothing to do with her. OK. <laughs> or, or Sorry, should I say my ex-husband? He didn't like her to start with. Right. Um, and same with my boys. They were a bit iffy because they could see me upset. You know, I'd get off the phone from talking to her and she'd just... I don't know. She was just so cold. I'd be in tears, thinking, "What have I done?" Yeah. To make her feel that way, you know. Um, so yeah, I. So the boys didn't. My boys didn't really want to have much to do with her, because of the present situation and her not understanding and just getting very cold with me. Yeah. So they were a bit wary as well. They didn't want to come down and see her. They wanted to go and see. Nan and Pop, yeah. but they didn't want to go and see her. So, right. so yeah, I, I thought that was quite strange. Yeah. Um, and then a few years down the track, there was phone calls every now and again. Yep. Um, yep. Between me and her, um, and as I said, they they always seemed very strained and and just weird. Really, uh, no warm conversation, no flowing conversation. Um, yeah. I, just didn't feel. I felt like there was some underlying, you know, issue there going on, but yeah, right, was yeah. never really told what or why or or anything else like that.
0: Okay, and so then, there were a few yeah. awkward pauses and you kind of oh, absolutely, around. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually what I would call paraded at a family funeral. Oh, one really? visit. Wow. Yeah, I went. I went down and and she said, "I'll make sure you wear something really nice and you know makeup and hair and all that done." And so I, you know, took a, a really good set of clothes and, and yep. I said, "Okay, where are we going?" And she said, "Up to a funeral." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so we went to this funeral in Sydney somewhere. Yep. And um, oh, it was like I could feel um burning sensation in my back, all the eyes behind me were just glued and you could hear the whispers in because, you know, in a funeral it's pretty quiet. Mm. And and yeah, the, the amount of whispers and everything else. And she just sat there with a grin on her face. Wow. And I, I thought to myself, oh okay, I gather I'm everybody knows now that I'm the child that she gave up thirty yeah. years ago. Yeah, wow. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, I'd forgotten about that until just then, actually. So, yeah. yeah right. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's all good. Yeah, that's all good. So, yeah, that was a, um, a really strange day.
0: I can imagine. One. Were you so. wearing um, <laughs> colours appropriate for a funeral or not that, I guess, you know, it's a stereotype. To be quite honest,
1: I can't remember. Right. I just remember that I had a my good clothes and a nice pair of shoes, like high heels, and I had my yep. I did my makeup and I did my hair and everything. And yeah, and then when she told me it's a funeral, I'm like, Oh dear God, like really? Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> so but yeah, the all the rest of the family that knew that she was pregnant and all the rest of it and had given it up, they were all there. Yeah, but I'd right. never got introduced to anybody. Really? So yep not introduced to one person, and I I don't even know who it was that was in a casket. I have no idea. Wow. So, yeah, I was just, as I said, I was paraded um, as the one that was made to be given away.
0: Yeah, that's got to be one of the more bizarre days that you've had, I I assume?
1: uh, Yes, you could say that. Especially at a funeral. I could understand it at a wedding or, yeah. a, you know, a birthday yeah. or something like that. But, yeah. yeah, I thought it was quite inappropriate, actually, at somebody's funeral. And you sort of – she was there sort of making a statement.
0: Yeah. Strange place for thought, a statement. Oh, oh.
1: Bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm pretty good at just making a smile and yep. away you go.
0: <laughs> smile and wave, boys. It's,
1: That's it. Yeah. Yep uh yeah but it's not as I said it's not something that I dwell on because no. she's not part of my life so
0: I right. yeah so with that then how oh how how did that um go from there? What um what happened next?
1: It was still pretty strained after that funeral. I yep. left and went down and, and stayed with mum and dad for a few days and then flew back home. Yep. And still there was the odd yep. phone call backwards and forwards between her and I. Yep um and then just i was going through a really low stage um i'd just lost my service dog
0: um
1: that i'd had a purebred german shepherd and um i'd just lost her to um a twisted bowel and i had to put her down because i used to have medical seizures and she actually saved my life many times yep Um, with the medical seizures, she'd just stand over the top of me and, and then lick my face to sort of get me to come to. Wow. And she, yeah, she was amazing. She'd push me up against the wall and I'd think, why is she pushing up? And then I'd wake up with her over the top of me.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And she knew before I would, um, that I was going to have a seizure. And, um, yeah, so I just lost Rani, my dog. And, um, oh, before that, a couple of years before that, my house burnt down, um, And she was very weird about that whole thing. She said, oh, your life's nothing but drama and this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, okay, my house just burnt down. Thanks for that. Okay, my life's full of drama. Yeah. Yeah. It was nobody's fault. It was an electrical fault. Yeah. And um, we lost everything. Um, My husband and I had been married over 25 years. And we just bought a brand-new car six months before that. Yeah. And if it hadn't have been for the shepherd my son and my ex-husband would not be here today um because we didn't even know it was going on until she grabbed my hand and and pulled me to the garage and the whole house went up the brand new car went up um and as i said we lost everything um and then it was only a yeah it was a few years after that that i'd left my husband and you know the marriage was just gone so i moved out And then Rani, my dog, died and it was about a week later and I just got this phone call from her and she said, look, I can't handle your life. I can't handle you and the drama. You're just full of drama. You and your life are just full of drama. Uh, I think it's best that we don't speak anymore and hung up.
0: Wow. (laughs) Thanks for that.
1: And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Thanks for that. And I just hung up. Wow. And I haven't, yeah. I've made one attempt. Yeah. Um 5 years ago I made an attempt and her husband picked up the phone. Yeah. And he knew it was me straight away yep. and he said, "Oh, you sound well, yada yada yada." And I said, "Oh, well, could I speak to such and such, please?" And he said, "Definitely not." And I said, "Okay, no worries. Thank you. Take care. Bye." Just yep. hung up. Nothing.
0: Yeah. So, so well, that's Interesting. A, yeah, that's a that's a shame. It's <laughs> Finished or finalised? That's a um, a pretty severe full stop to that relationship. Isn't it, it
1: is, but I, to be quite honest, I think it's a shame for her.
0: Oh yeah, She's, absolutely.
1: You know, if if I'm good enough to parade around at a family funeral, yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden my house burns down, I have a couple of traumatic experiences which I had no control over yep. whatsoever. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, and then she just rings up and says that. It's like, well, it's your loss, honey, you know. Yeah. I I hold, I hold no bitter feelings towards yep. her. If that's the way she wants to be, well, then that's that's on her. That's not on me.
0: That's right. That's her story. Um, that's right. But your story continues after. Um, Absolutely. And continues. And I've got to say, listening to what you've been describing, uh, you sound like a very strong person. Um and I
1: have my days.
0: <laughs> um, we, all do. we all do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, how, is there any? Um, have you given yourself any tools that that you rely on to help you get through some of those days? For sure. Um, my
1: God, love them. My ninety-year-old parents are still. I we talk every day. Yeah. Um, they live in Wollongong. I live on the Gold Coast. But, yeah, every day we speak.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and my son, who I love dearly, and is basically not my backbone, but he's my right-hand man. Um, he knows me better, really, than I know myself sometimes.
0: Yeah,
1: yep. um, And I think if you've got a good network of family and friends supporting you, that you can talk about anything to,
0: um,
1: then you'll get through those dark times. Yeah. Um, Everybody has dark times, but there's always where there's night, there's day. All you've got to do is look up and look for the light. And I think if you can do that, you'll, you'll find a way out of any situation. Um, And that's, that's sort of what I live by. I never judge. Yep. because there's so many different there's so many different levels and so many different variants of those levels you can't pigeonhole people
0: anymore no definitely not um, so
1: you know as long as you've got an open heart and an open mind you can get through anything
0: absolutely and we all have our opinions and opinions are yep. only how we assess a certain story or a situation for and sure. by being open to change, I think mm-hmm. is, uh, it's both one of the hardest things to, to learn but one of the most important things that we can do as well. So, Absolutely.
1: Uh, and I think if you do that, it's also one of the most rewarding things yeah. you'll ever do.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. For sure.
1: An open mind, an open heart um, can definitely go towards change for the better. Um, which leads to happiness. Absolutely. So that's, you know, that's the way I sort of live my life, yep. um, always have, really. Um, if I've got to deal with something, then you deal with it head on. It could be brutal sometimes, but um, I think one of Pink's songs is, you know, you, you suck up that pain and, you you know, that drives you forward.
0: Yeah. And that's the key right there is moving forward. Um, absolutely uh, you know I I try not to preach at all but I do believe that if you get stuck in a certain lesson or or you're not prepared to learn from a mistake then I think you're bound to repeat it until Mm -hmm, you do you you do learn or move forward with something or move forward yeah Yeah. Um, totally yeah so are you how are you at the moment how's things currently
1: um, I was homeless for a little while, right. um, over Christmas, new year, um, I was homeless up here on the Gold Coast. So that was fun. Yeah. And I, you know, it wasn't fair on my son to, to live with him. I'd had lived with him for a couple of months, but he yeah. owns his own business and him and his husband run their own business, yep. um, for NDIS. So it was, um, it was not fair on them because they're only in a small townhouse anyway. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was homeless, but couch surfing, you know, on friends and things like that. And, um, they're actually helping me pay the rent on a beautiful place. So, um, yeah, once I get into a, well, I'm in the new place now, um, I've been here a month and we're just ready to get another person in another woman. I don't want a guy.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: (laughs) So yeah. So um, life's really great.
0: Oh, well, that's good. Yep. That's really good to hear. Moving
1: forward and doing really well. Thank you. Yeah. Yep.
0: No, that's really good. Um, have you got any advice for anybody who may be going through a similar situation um, or anywhere that you've um, been describing? Um, is there anything that you would change of um, what you've what you've been uh, what you've what you've gone through, or have you got any advice for anybody out there listening?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't change anything that I've been through purely for the fact. I think that's happened for a reason and I've learnt crucial lessons from what's happened throughout my life, um, no matter what stage it has been. Um, And, yes, I have had a lot of trauma and I have had a lot of experiences, good and bad, Um, but I think the advice I would give people is, as I've said before, an open mind and an open heart um can can't lead you astray. Yeah. Because with an open mind and an open heart, um it's much easier to to deal with either your house burning down or your car breaking down or, you know, your adopted mother not wanting to ever speak to you again. Yeah. If you have yeah. an open mind about that and not judge them and say, Oh, she's a bitch because she doesn't want to No. That's yeah. just all negative. If you have an open mind and an open heart, you can actually empathise with what they're going through and think, okay, why put myself through that?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. Um, thank you for that. And, yeah.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Um, and That's just my take on it. <laughs> I think it's a very good take, to be quite honest with you. Um, thank you. And... I think anything that's positive is um worth sharing and sharing um widely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank uh, you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on uh the show. Um
1: thank you for having me.
0: And yeah, we wish you all the all the very best and many sunny days ahead.
1: Thank you very much. And yes, we get a lot of those up here in Queensland. Although yeah. it's raining at the moment.
0: <laughs> Uh, it'd be good rain though, I guess. The um, rain you don't mind going outside in. And...
1: It is. I'm having a video day today. Nice. So, uh, excellent.
0: No worries. All righty. Thank you again.
1: Thank you for your time. No you have a great day. Thanks, Lisa. You <laughs> thank too. you.
0: Cheers. Bye. That was Lisa uh, from the Gold Coast. Uh, sunny and rainy Gold Coast. Um, that was her adoption story, um, and. Next week, we'll be back again with another adoption story. And until then, it's bye for now. I wonder if he's going to come back
1: on.